Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of the Starkville Daily News, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman. Woo! Here with you on a Thursday morning. We are glad that you have joined us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate everybody tuning in, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us and all of our medical personnel out there taking care of us here on the home front. We want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House. We want to remind you that you can get your caffeine and your social distance in the same spot. Choose the drive through at Strange Brew's location on Highway 12, or you can use their walk-up window over on University Drive. And don't forget, they've got stuff in there beyond the coffee. If you need a loaf of bread, if you need milk, toilet paper, some other sort of uh, essentials, they might be able to take care of you. Check them out over there at Strange Brew Coffee House. Get a drink. Get some TP. It's a one-stop shop. You can't go wrong. Also, I want to remind you guys to shop online at collegecornerstore.com, and they've got a great deal for you right now. If you just uh, go on there and search for baseball, M over S, baby. They will give you 25% off all orders. No promotional code necessary. Just search for baseball on their brand new updated website. Look at all the great M over S uh, logo where they've got to offer, and they're going to give you 25% off. Let me make sure about that percentage. <laughs> because <laughs> it would be a damn shame to say, oh, it was actually 20. Uh, 25. Hey. All right. Hey, I did it. Uh, I've been like, we're starting over. <laughs> we don't have to now. Yeah, 25% off on any baseball stuff. Like I said, just put in the search bar, baseball, whatever you find is 25% off. CollegeCornerStore.com. Also, one more sponsor to take care of. It's our friends over at Advantage Business Systems, who right now you need their help more than ever because everybody's setting up virtual offices. Everybody's trying to get work from home done, work remotely. They are the ones to call to help you get everything set up. They will help your employees get their devices that they need. They can set up the virtual meetings for you. Everything in one space. People who have done business in this state, they are from this state. They, You're going to be buying locally, supporting local business, and supporting people who do business with Mississippi State. Please give them a call today if you need any kind of help setting up your virtual offices, setting up your workers remotely. They can take care of you right now. Give them a call at 844-833-6245 or check them out online absms.com You know what Thursdays are? Do you? You know what they are? Oh, I know what they are. I'm waiting on the audio so I can get pumped. That's right. It's time to do another round of the greatest Bulldog bracket. We are in the Chapel of Memories region. Let's look at last week's results or or the earlier week's results. All chalk. Everybody, all the higher seeds held. Bailey Howell is your uh, one seed winner. 95% of the vote to 5% for Brandon McBride. Chris Jones wins in a big, big way. 84% of the vote for him to 16% for Greg Carter. Morgan William advances in our most controversial of the matchups this week, but he takes a 60 to 40% win over Jarius Norwood. And I want to thank Bulldog Nation 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my faith in you has been restored. Lawrence Roberts with an easy win over Montez Sweat, 59% to 41%. So, one, four, five, eight. Bailey Howe, Lawrence Roberts, Morgan William, Chris Jones moving forward. Let's go down to the bottom half of this bracket. Some interesting matchups, in my opinion, down here. Let's look at the uh, first one. This is our other play-in game winner. Nate Lowe is the 11 seed here against the, t- the, the 6 seed, Timmy Bowers. And let me tell you something right now. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you this right this second. <laughs> we, we, you know, we, we, we lived through Dante Jones losing to Ethan Small. Dante was the lower seed there, so you know at least the seeding held. If Nate Lowe beats Timmy Bowers, there's going to be some upset people in this world. And you're going to be one of them. I'm going to be angry. Yeah, I'm not campaigning for for anybody here because, you know, it's your guys' vote. Mine's, mine's going to Timmy Bowers. <laughs> Timmy Bowers, you know. Nate, Nate Lowe had a great year at Mississippi State, but. All SEC point guard, SEC champion, uh, part of that incredible 2003-2014. Uh, a, a one of the best defensive guards, Mississippi State. One of the best guards MSU's ever had. State had you such know, a good run of guards from the start of Rick Stansberry's time through basically – Basically, when D. Boss leaves, they just always had they. You always felt comfortable with the guy who had the ball in his hands. I don't think this is the same thing because I can see Ethan Small over Dante Jones. Like, okay, you, I can concede that one because I, I actually. I mean, you have a guy that had more than one productive year for your school in Ethan, and his last year was uh, one of the best ever in yeah. school history. So I you agree. can see that. But I cannot. As good as Nate Lowe's year was at State. I don't think you can make any case here, to be honest with you. I think it's Timmy Bowers all the way. That's it. If you like Nate Lowe, you want to vote for Nate Lowe, this America, feel free. Yes. No, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying you can't vote for who you want to vote for. Nate Lowe had – Nate Lowe is sort of – is he sort of like the forgotten man in that in that team? Uh, Kruger's kind of forgotten a little bit, too. Kruger's – I mean, but both of those guys, just one-year guys. Yeah. You know, but everybody remembers Mangum's, you know, year. Everybody remembers Dakota Hudson. Um you know, Rooker was on that team. Obviously, Gavin uh, uh, got Kevin Collins, Reed Humphreys. But Nate Lowe was just a monster in the middle of that lineup and was a fantastic – was he first-team All-SEC? As a, he should have been as a as – a, trying to think. Had to be. I, I forget those awards, especially like yeah. first-team, second-team, yeah. all that stuff. But really, really good. But this is, a, this is a, a good career versus one year. And, I mean, it was a hell of a year. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, and both of these guys are SEC champions, so – but Bowers is the sixth seed here, and the uh, eleven seed is going to be Nate Lowe. Football versus basketball in our next matchup: Jeff Simmons versus Derek Zimmerman. Jeff Simmons might be the best at his craft of any athlete in MSU history. Perhaps you can make a case that, in terms of talent, he is the most talented football player Mississippi State's ever had. Absolutely dominant. Yep, I, I have said it many, many times. That I think Arizona still would have taken Kyler Murray first, but if you get Jeff Simmons without the uh, off the field and without the injury, he's the number two pick in the draft. He goes ahead of Nick Bosa, dominant football player, uh, made everyone around him better. And we talked about those off the field issues. Never, not once, did anything of any kind crop up at Mississippi State. An absolute joy to cover. A good guy. You know, a, a guy that took his. So many people get second chances in this life, and they just piss all over them. And they get third chances and fourth, and they just keep they keep doing it. Jeff Simmons took his second chance seriously, and he for three years was a model citizen, and more than a model citizen, 
He did everything right on the field, off the field, in the classroom. He was a leader in the community. He was everything the NCAA would point to and say, that guy is a tremendous student athlete. And, oh, by the way, he would wreck you on the football field. Yeah. I mean, he was... He was the star, the straw that stirred the drink of that ninety-eight of that two thousand eighteen defense. Sweat was great. The linebackers are great. Dantzler, the safeties are great. In but large all, part because Simmons was it doing. It all his starts job. with Jeff Simmons taking an extra blocker every single. Bl- there was no single blocking Jeff Simmons. You, you could do that. The play I remember Jeff Simmons the most for. You could also stand in front of a bus. You you could. <laughs> the play I remember Simmons the most for is, and it's, it's a tackle he didn't make. But it was a play against Texas A&M. He reads screen immediately. He nearly runs down Travion Williams. Like He realizes what's happening. He starts backtracking, and he gets to Williams just as he's cutting upfield, and he misses him by a yard. And I'm just thinking, the awareness and the intelligence to know that what's happening, and then the athleticism and the ability to actually get out that far off the line, incredible. The guy was an incredible football player. I enjoyed watching him. A lot, but I also enjoyed watching Derek Zimmerman, a guy, a guard who played above his size. He dunked like a forward. He embarrassed a lot of guys, uh, namely the guy from McNeese State, and but only slightly less was a guy from USM in the NIT the year before. I think it was the year before, maybe maybe two years before. I remember I was at that game, and that was, you know in the NIT they let you sit wherever you want. And I sat on the end near USM's goal at the time, and Zimmerman just embarrassed this. I forget what the guy's name was. He was a big shot blocker for them, and he did one of those things where he just dunked all over you. Derek Zimmerman also was the master of the craft of blocking your shot off a layup, where you would go to lay it up, and he would come from behind and just swat it from behind you. That later was tanned it down to Winsome Frazier. <laughs> great defensive player, great leader, SEC tournament champion, uh, what, uh, two NCAA tournament appearances, uh, just a fantastic overall player. And now, of course, an assistant coach for uh, for Ben Howland's staff. Um, and he had if these are two guys. This is a good matchup for for something that a lot of people like to talk about: the bulldog mentality. Both of these guys have it. Yeah, I, I think you're right. And for as good as Zimmerman was, the great memories. Man, to me, there, there's no beating Jeff Simmons here. It, he I don't gets, think there is either. But Zimmerman. Uh, Every one of these lower seeds, they they deserve to be on the bracket. Oh, no doubt. That's the main thing to yeah. talk about. And, you know, is Zimmerman going to beat Simmons? No. It's, here's here's the, I'll tell you something. Simmons is a sneaky dark horse to win this whole region here. He's a sneaky dark horse to face Dak. That he could he could he, he has that kind of popularity. Yeah, he does. So, and I, I think that part of that is Could we get Jeff Simmons versus Chris Jones in the Elite 8? Ooh. Two freak athletes, man. I would yeah. not. I tell you what, if that was a real live, you know, we're going to do Oklahoma to, to figure it out. I don't want to be in the middle of that. <laughs> I'm, all, I'm just going to watch from the sideline. On that one. <laughs> well, if they'd have both played for uh, state this past year, they could have just had bull in the ring before the game. You know, just somebody would have gotten blowed up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Notice they didn't do any bull in the ring drills when Jeff Simmons was still around. <laughs> somebody would have been walking off the field that I can't go. What happened? I was in there with Simmons. About killed me. So that's our our six eleven is Timmy Bowers versus Nate Lowe three fourteen is Jeff Simmons versus Derek Zimmerman. While, while we while we're here for a second, yeah, sure. Can we send a shout out to, to Joe Moorhead? We we just talked about it. Yeah, sitting there Deserves sending. It. Yeah, sent, sent uh, if you guys didn't see it today, 
sent local law enforcement here in Stark Vegas, sent the PD some pizzas for lunch. Um, that's pretty cool, man. Yeah. I, I tell you what, I, I, you guys can say what you, you might want, and Lord knows here, he, he he dealt with a great deal of criticism here on Thunder and Lightning. <laughs> but uh, when it comes to a human being, you're not going to find much better than Joe Moorhead. What a, what a guy. And uh, cool thing. And I, I don't think he did it. In fact, I know he didn't do it for any kind of – adulation or pat on yeah. the back i don't think you'd ever known about it if starkville pd themselves hadn't right. tweeted about it but really cool really cool by joe moorhead if you didn't see that no i agree 100 percent. joe moorhead i don't like the word classy can't stand that word but it's, it's the word to describe him no question about it yeah he is he's a very good human being and a good offensive play caller under certain circumstances. So hopefully those circumstances will work out for him at Oregon. I, I'll i be said, rooting for him, too. I've said this before. I have no doubt in my mind they're going to be successful. That The talent they have out there at Oregon, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. So good guy. Good guy, Joe. We love you. We miss you. Good luck to you this season. And, and it's a very nice gesture uh, for from, from Joe Moorhead. Let's move on down to the second half of this bracket, and that's brought to you by our good friends, over at Welcome Home Beef, call them at 662-418-2021 or visit them online at facebook.com slash welcomehomebeef and follow them on Facebook if you like getting pictures of meat. Do you like pictures of delicious meat, medium rare steaks, burgers covered in cheese and bacon? Those kind of pictures make you happy. And right now, this time of the, of the world, they need to. Give them a follow on Facebook. Plus, they'll keep you up to date with any specials they're running and things of that nature. Uh Right now, you're in quarantine, but that doesn't mean you had to eat like you're in quarantine. You don't have to break out the MREs. You don't have to be eating ramen every day. Eat a steak. USDA prime beef, grilled, pan-fried, medium rare. The nice Bernays sauce. No, I don't, I don't go for the Bernays sauce. But I'm just saying, if you know how to make it, by all means. Or, you know, get the family going on some burgers. Not just, not just uh, ground chucky. They're all sorts of custom blends. Next week I'm getting some I'm taking care of some welcome home beef for my, my, my cooking day. I'm gonna I got some short ribs lined up. They're gonna be fantastic. I'm gonna braise those in the oven. Can't wait. Bef- I, I already know they'll be fall off the bone, melt in your mouth. Can't wait to get to them. You you can have it too. Just call 662-418-2021 or visit them online at Facebook.com slash welcome home beef. And why should you do that, Jolty? Well, Brian, <laughs> it just tastes good. You know it. All right. Bottom half of the uh, Chapel of Memories bracket. 7-10. This was a matchup, I think... Did you get married at the Chapel of Memories? I did. I thought you did. I did. So add that to the memories that are in the chapel. You? I did not. No. I did not. I got married at Double Springs Baptist Church over in... uh, but your I, guess, I guess it would technically be well. My wife went to Double Springs Baptist okay. Church. You got to go where the wife says. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we're only about fifteen miles from it. I'll take you over there one day. By all means. Do, you, you, do y'all still ever go there for church? Um, my my wife's mom and family and stuff do. You're I mean, I, I I work at a church, so no, I don't go to Double Springs Baptist Church. Well, I mean, I worked at, at a pizza place for years, but I would eat at Domino's every now and then. Well, yeah, but the thing is, I mean, when my church is open, their church is open, it just kind of usually, the schedules don't align, you know? I'm just saying. A lot of times. Just wonder, hey, I'm going to the, the wife's church. This but uh, yeah, Katie and the kids have gone a few times, you know, and I'll just go and do my church duty. Your duty. So. Okay. Yeah. I mean. Well, shout out to Double Springs Baptist Church. Yeah. Yeah, one for them. I may not be married. Actually, I probably would. It just yeah, would have been there. Yeah, just in a different church. Yeah, if they've been like, no, we don't. We don't trust this Coleman guy. He's no good for you, Katie. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Seven ten. Eric Molds versus Chris Stratton. Who? Yeah. 
molds. I think we talked about this in terms of athleticism. He would be one of the top guys on this thing. Uh, just an unbelievable athlete. Could could have easily played three sports at Mississippi State. Could have done track. And by all accounts, was an unbelievable basketball player. My knock on Chris Stratton here is I know he wasn't Nate Lowe, a guy that was only here one year, but he only had one really good year. Mm-hmm. And it was a really, really, really good year. I don't want to take that away from him. Right. Love Chris Stratton. And, and his year was excellent. Eric Moles had a pretty good career. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so that, that that would be why I would lean Moles here. Okay. I'm trying to say... Stratton won 10 games. He was 10-10 and 10 his first two years on campus. Uh, and his ERA was not great. But his second year, or his third year, his junior year, he was the best pitcher maybe in college baseball. 11-2, and 2, 2.38 ERA. Uh, 109 innings pitched with 127 strikeouts. He only walked 25. He was always a pretty good strikeout pitcher. Uh, he cut his, his cut his walks every year, 42-26-25. to 26 to 25. Obviously he had a lot more innings as a uh, junior. Um which is a fantastic, just incredible, you know. Uh, first round draft choice of the San Francisco Giants, not there anymore, obviously. Um, but yeah, you're, you're you're right in that his his career as a whole is not as good as Eric Moltz. Yeah, but you know, SEC tournament championship, um, NCAA tournament. Uh, what two years he was here? He had a good career. Mm-hmm. Moltz, on the other hand, I mean, his numbers are just. They're great for Mississippi State, obviously. If if you said Brian, could you can pick uh, one guy to bring back from the past to play on this Mike Leach team? I'm going to be hard pressed not to say Eric Moltz. Uh, 117 passes for 2,022 yards. That's 17 yards a catch. Uh, just he he did some things on the field that I can still remember seeing. Uh, I remember the Alabama game, his junior year where he had two ridiculous catches. One where he catches the ball at the 50, and he hits a level of speed that may not have ever been seen since at, at Davis Wade Stadium uh, to outrace the Alabama defense. And then, of course, the famous touchdown catch where, and I've seen the picture a million times, and I need to find it, where he leaps over an Alabama defensive back, and I'm telling you that Moulds' hips are at that guy's head. He is a full, full 10 feet in the air. He is, It's incredible, incredible athleticism. Played on you know teams that didn't pass the ball very much. If he played on a, a Mike Leach team, the the stats I just gave you 117 for 2022, that might have just been one season with Eric, with a, a receiver of that caliber playing for an offense that throws the ball as as much as he did. Uh, his best year was his uh, his junior year, 39 catches, 845 yards, and seven touchdowns leads MSU to an eight and four season and a Peach Bowl berth. Uh, also led the NCAA in, in kickoff returns that year. 33, 33 yards per return. Uh, t- first round pick of the uh, Buffalo Bills, three-time po- pro bowler, uh, two-time all-pro, nearly 10,000 yards and nearly 50 touchdowns, receiving at 49 touchdowns, 9,995 yards. I think I would have come back for one more year and been like, look, I'm going to catch a quick out and then I'm going to walk off the field. <laughs> I'm going to get my five yards I'm going to call it a career. It's one of those where you think that may should have just went into the video room and found five yards yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Like, 98, 67 catches for 1,300 yards, almost 1,400 yards. 94 catches in 2000 for 1,326 yards. And then 2002, 100 catches. I mean, you had a, a span here basically from 98 to 05, the time he was with Buffalo, where he was probably a top 10 receiver in the league. 
really, really good. And like I said, it just played at a time where they just didn't throw the ball enough. A guy like that today would have been would have been hell on wheels, no no question about it. So that's your matchup here, seven ten. Uh, Chris Stratton is the ten. Eric Molds is the seven. And then on the bottom half of the bracket here, this is our first uh, female versus female matchup here. But Victoria Vivians is my two seed here, taking on Erica Bogart. Again, we keep bringing this up from an athleticism standpoint. She would be a top five player. Uh, Bogart would uh, just an incredible athlete, an Olympian, a national champion. Uh, literally could do it all. And when I, I'm not, I'm not, you know. I'm not uh, what sort exaggerating when I tell you that because that's what she did yeah. at Mississippi State. She was uh, in the uh, the kind of uh, what's the word I'm looking for events. That's it. That you had to do all these things. The pentathlon. She was the SEC champion in 2014 and 2015. Co MVP of the SEC indoors. Placed second uh, in the NCAA pentathlon. So she finished second place there uh, after winning. Uh, Oh, was she the national? Yeah, she was the uh, national champion uh, in two- 2013 in the pentathlon. What events are in the pentathlon? Do we know? I don't know, but I'm going to guess there's five. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. Uh, the 60 meter hurdles, the high jump, the shot put, the long jump, and the 800 meter. What do you know? There's five of them. Well, I, yeah, you, you, good job. Way to go. Uh, Pretty, pretty impressive. Very, very impressive uh, uh, resume for her. So, you think about so many athletes, especially these days, talk about specialization. You only want to play one sport. And obviously track's a little different than that. But to be able to be good at five different things at, at a championship level is incredibly impressive to me. So Erica Bogard deserves to be on this list. She's your uh, number 15C, but she's up against Victoria Vivians. The queen. The queen. Uh I would say from a historical standpoint, maybe State's second greatest women's basketball player. From statistically speaking, she's behind LaToya Thomas. But for what she means to a program and what she did in her time here, she's number one. Uh, Because it was her arrival that signaled the dawn of a new age of women's basketball at Mississippi State. Played in two national championship games, won two SEC championships, won, I'm sorry, just won one, sorry, won one SEC championship, uh, won, you know, at an, an incredible level, scored one of the best scorers ever at Mississippi State, and then of course the only homecoming queen in this bracket. That's right. You know, not that not that if Dak Prescott hadn't run had run for homecoming queen, he wouldn't have gotten it or homecoming king or whatever you want to put. He would have won it. Yeah, if Dak ran for anything in the state of Mississippi, he'd, he'd win. Would he? Well, I forget. There's another half. <laughs> there's the, <laughs> a half. <laughs> the LSU and the Alabama fans and the sure. Southern fans probably aren't voting for him. He get all the he get the bully block for sure. Uh, but Victoria Vivians, she she was a. Sometimes you you sign a player, and you you think okay that player is the start of something, and a lot of times it doesn't pan out like that. It just doesn't, you know. It did with Victoria Vivians. She became what everybody expected her to become. She became an All American, a first round draft choice of the Indiana Fever, All SEC, All American, and led her team to. Heights that it had never been at before. So, yeah, she delivered. On, if any player in MSU history delivered on their recruiting hype, it was Victoria Vivians. Maybe more so than any other player in MSU history. You know, you think about Jeff Simmons obviously did, but not at the level Victoria Vivians did. Um, I'm trying to think of like five-star Malik Newman. No, not at all. Um, 
You know, there's not a lot of guy of guys and girls that have that kind of hype. You know, where you're like, this is a must-have player. And then when you get her or get him, they year in and year out are better every year, and they become all Americans. Yeah, for what she did individually and what the team did around her, I, it's hard to disagree with you. I mean, she was. I, I think in. 10, 15, 20 years when we all think back to those Vic Schaefer teams and getting to the national title and everything that they did, when you start saying and reciting those rosters, maybe the very first name out of your mouth, and it may not even be maybe, it's, it's Victoria Vivian. So. Yeah, I agree. All right, so once again, let's look at our matchups here in this uh, bottom half of the Chapel of Memories. Timmy Bowers versus Nate Lowe, Jeff Simmons versus Derek Zimmerman, Eric Moulds versus Chris Stratton, Victoria Vivians versus Erica Bogart. Vote early, vote often, and we'll have those results for you on our Sunday afternoon podcast, and then we'll go down to our final region, the Allen Hall region, and we'll see who uh, comes out of that. And we'll start. And of course, that means that uh, on this a week from today, we will start the second round. So we'll be starting to move forward with some more matchups. All right, you guys, have a great Thursday. Tomorrow's show going to be a lot of fun. We've already wrapped up a great interview with Big. Hit or hack, depending on which way you want to go. We'll go. Elijah McNamee. Yeah, Elijah McNamee relives Mississippi State 3, Florida State 2 from the 2018 Tallahassee Regional with us as we will be discussing MSU's most improbable wins in history. So, looking forward to getting you guys that content tomorrow. Have a great Thursday, guys. We'll be back with you very soon. For Joel T. Coleman, Ooh. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.